0: Hello everyone, it's Jeremy the Goofy Den Leader uh, joining you today to discuss the use of feedback from our scouts for planning. Uh, What do I mean by feedback? Uh, I don't mean in the moment, hey, I like this, I love this, or hey, I don't like this, man. But actually using feedback um, after the scouts have had some time to think about what they've done through the year and use that for planning the next year, as well as um, taking their input kind of on the beginning of the year uh, for planning as a den leader. And so, when I look at planning for events, there's really three things that I'm concerned with. First of all, safety. You know, we want to have everyone know that they're coming to a safe, welcoming environment where they're going to leave mentally, physically, and emotionally safe and healthy just as they came Um, second of all is fun really 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 want to have the scouts to have fun because scouts who have fun while learning are going to retain more of what they've learned and more importantly those scouts are going to want to come back to learn more to do more to have more fun with their friends that they're making in your pack so safe fun and then the third is learning. Scouting is a place for learning. So many different ways, so many different things, between the leadership skills, uh, the outdoor skills, the team building, the social dynamics of you know learning other scouts and get, interacting with them, you know people taking turns being the follower and the leader, um, you know all the different. Health and safety skills mixed in that as well, between first aid and nutrition and the things that we teach through several different adventures at all different levels of the program, you know safety, fun, and learning those are really the three pillars, I guess you could say of planning so on the what I've done as a den leader, um, you know when we came in line year it was February, I was working with a brand new program, didn't expect to be, didn't entirely expect to be the leader, so I was kind of catching up to speed and relearning what Cubs is today, because it's been a little while since I've uh, been a Cub leader, I just turned 37 today, actually, today's my birthday, and um, yeah, so it's been a while since I was a Cub, and so I had to pick up, you know, see how the program's just been, you know, edited and revised, learning most of the same things that I learned as a Cub Scout, but the Lions was a new program to our pack at the time, and um, obviously new to me. I started as a Wolf, and so it's been you know there was a lot of learning to do. But one thing that I did with my den before I moved into started planning for the Tiger year, as we did bridging and we moved our Lions up to Tigers in May. I asked a couple of basic seemingly basic, but a very important questions. One was, I asked all the families, I said, I know you're all new to scouting. I want you to know that if you want me to continue being the den leader, I would love to be the den leader. If someone else would like to be the den leader, or you, or you don't know who, but you would like it to not be me, I'm not going to be offended by that. Let me know, do you want me to continue being the den leader? They all said yes, and here I am, Weeblos, one den leader, still in the same group, moving through. Because I love it so much, and I love these scouts. Um, I, I've taught them, and they've taught me a whole lot uh, over the years. And so, that's a very, very basic and fundamental question that we need to ask. You know, because that's a kind of an indicator of how things have gone. That's a Well, it's a big indicator of how things have gone that year, on whether the parents would like you to continue being the den leader. Um for their scouts. The other thing I did was I said, Scouts, you just got a brand new book. We're going to Tigers. And I've done this every year. Tigers to Wolves to Bears to Weeblos. They get their books of the bridging. Before they leave, I said, look, I want you to take that book home and over the next one to two weeks, take some time to look through it, look at the adventures and things we're gonna be doing in the next year. Especially look at the electives. Decide which two or three electives interest you the most, and have your parent message me. Because what i do with that input is I then said, look, I cannot guarantee I will get to all of your electives. But let me know what your three biggest interests are, and I will do at least one of them for every scout. And scouts, when I've done this, I end up having, you know, get three ideas from every scout, that the electives of interest in them the most, Almost always I can get every scout one of the ones on their list by doing working in three, at most four, electives throughout the year. Uh, The scouts have a lot of overlap in their interests, you'll find. Um, And every den's different, uh, which is even more intriguing. But my scouts, I always end up with a good overlap where I'll have two or three scouts that one of the items on their list is the same. And so that's one of the electives I'll do. That way I make sure I get one of the electives done for at least... You know, there's two or three scouts and then we'll do another elective um especially toward the end of the year uh we're doing more electives but i try to space them out more now um through the year based on once again feedback from my scouts They said hey i feel like we're going really hard into the required adventures and we're not getting our requested electives till late in the year so i've tried to work some electives in in the fall and over the winter as well kind of space out the required stuff um once again, listening to my scouts' feedback because that second pillar, fun, I want to the, make this program one that interests them. And so I find what electives they're interested in and take those topics and make build my program. And the fact that they were, felt like the electives were too much on the back end, I want to move that space, you know, bring that fun throughout the year. So that's how I plan now as a DIN leader. That was one of the most effective pieces of planning for me. Um, feedback wise from the scouts because they said, Hey, this is, it just seems like we're doing all of the, the fun electives that are like, I mean, I try to make all the electives fun, but all the adventures fun, but especially the fun elective adventures that we got to choose. We chose them back in May, June, and we're not doing them until the end of the year, most of them. So there was a disconnect there. And so that's something that I took and I, you know, I revamped the way that I planned for when I do my annual plan. Another thing that you're accomplishing when you follow through on that and they see you as a group doing the electives that they asked for and that you're doing them spaced out throughout the year based on that, that feedback I received, those scouts know that I am listening to their input. I value their input enough that we're following through on it. And that is a huge piece to build and trust with the scouts building that relationship over time with the scouts that says hey you can trust me not just on choosing the electives and how i plan not just on listening to your feedback about um you know, spacing things out through the year or not just about you know when you say for cast iron chef that you want to cook the you know you want to cook all these different things everybody had big ideas i said hey let's put them on a board and you decide because i told them at the beginning of this year about the fact that blows is a transition to the Learning how to be more like the troop where it's gonna be scout led. So, when it came to Cast Iron Chef, they decided. They decided what meals they were gonna make and then figured out what ingredients were involved. I guided them some because scouts aren't gonna think about, well, we need a little bit of vegetable, or we need a little bit of butter. You know, as often, they're thinking about the big ingredients. You know, mac and cheese, I need noodles and cheese. You know, they don't think about that. You know, you need a pot full of water, you need a stove to put the pot on. That's what we work, that's what my role as den leader was to take that next step and fill in the blanks and to draw the box around it. You know, like they've said, you know, here are the items on the table in their mind is noodles and cheese for mac and cheese. All right, well, what else do you need? It Kind of create that mental box of, okay, what else is in that? All right, well, then what do you need to make the things in that box? You need a pot of water. Well, what do we do for a pot of water? You got to have a stove. Like that's where the leader guidance comes in. But I let them decide what the meal was. I helps them through the process of figuring out what ingredients were needed. So it's very important to take that, to take their inputs and their feedbacks and show them that you care about it by then implementing your program based on what they've told you. So as we go into the spring here, I made sure that. You know, I had a couple of required adventures left. I asked the scouts. What order do you want to do this? What do you want to do next? What makes the most sense to you? And I did give them you know a little bit of guidance and also knowing that there's certain things that take longer, you know outside, and we don't have daylight right now. It's January. You know we're meeting at 7 p.m. So it's already been dark for a while and it's cold. So here are the things I say we should. Pro- I think we should probably do. Later in the winter or beginning of the spring, like our Weebless walkabout, because that's going to be a three mile hike. That's going to be, you know, need sunlight. So we either need to plan it for a weekend or we need to wait till later in the spring when we're going to have daylight when we're meeting. So, yeah, you know, it's really important to take their feedback and put some guardrails on it. You know, we still have the program. We have the, the required adventures to work through. We have our safety, um, our safety guidelines and procedures that we use for different types of activities. So those are things that are vital to the program, keeping the scout safe and healthy and doing it the right way, following the scouting methods. And within that, there's a lot of flexibility. So keep things in the guardrails. Take that input, show the scouts you're listening, and follow through on it. Safety, fun, learn something. A little piece I mentioned earlier, and I don't want it to sound intimidating because it did to some of my fellow DIN leaders when they first became leaders with the troop, I mean, sorry, with leaders of the pack, is when I said I make an annual plan. This is the first year that I've been kind of slack on it. And I've been playing catch-up ever since. But in previous years, I took some time over the summer and actually wrote down a plan. I have an Excel spreadsheet I've shared with some of the other leaders in my unit where I've gone through and have the dates of every Monday meeting that we have throughout the year. I've already marked off when our pack takes its break for Christmas. I've marked off when schools are out for spring break. Just a, I flag that because our unit still meets. But I know that that week, I, we live near the edge of a county. And the two school systems. One school system takes the week before Easter in the spring. The other one takes the week after Easter in the spring for their spring break. So I know that those two weeks, I'm going to have some scouts out because where we where we're located, I have some scouts that are in each both each school district. So that's something we have to be aware of and think about because I'm not going to plan one of my required adventures on that not on a night one of those two weeks. Because I know that I'm going to have some scouts that are going to be out because it's spring break. I'm, family's traveling or doing other things. I don't want to purposefully schedule something there that I know is going to be. I'm going to have. They're going to feel behind on, and we'll have a catch-up night later. Um, so I usually do an elective activity or just a fun activity that night um, that doesn't really fulfill any rank requirements, but is out there just to help the scouts t- bond and have a, a little bit of fun in the spring with that annual plan that lets me see also where our district and council coveries are and camperies it lets me see where our unit has the couple of unit planned and hosted camp outs each year that we have let's see where those are in the calendar so I know what I'm working with for the year and so that's something that every year I've done over the summer to prepare so I at least know what order the adventures are in I don't go into a detailed every night what am i doing part um in advance but i will box out you know the 3 to 4 nights it take or 2 to 4 nights um usually 2 to 3 nights but there's one or two adventures I've had taken across 4 nights before because the requirements are so in depth um and i knew it would work better for my scouts that way and so i just bo- block out the year and i see where how many extra weeks i have um for the electives, and I'll push things around on there, and be able to space those electives out through the year. And so, in that way, I can go ahead and block out my whole year and mix in those electives the scouts have asked for. When I do this, I've just gotten the feedback, or I'm in the process of getting the feedback on which electives they want. So, I'll just put a block for elective one, a block for elective two for three weeks. And then, I can, when I figure out what those electives are that they want, then I'll fill those in. So... That's my idea on planning um, the way that I handle it going into the new year. I know it's the end of February now, so that's a couple months away. That we gotta be thinking about that. Um, as den leaders, the other piece though, for input and feedback, is I've really focused on my den well with that in the past. I wanna help my pack this year. And so, one thing that I'm going to do, pro- propose to my pack, is either the last pack meeting of the year or at bridging to sit down with a spreadsheet where I've already downloaded all or the pack roster, all the names of the scouts. And I want parent feedback too, but that's separate. Um, parent and leader feedback separately. But I want to take that list and tell all the scouts hey, tonight while we're here, before you leave, I need everybody to go by the table with Mr. Jeremy and I'm going to put I, you know bring to me tell me your 2 to 3 favorite activities you've done this year whether it's a den meeting or an event like come tell me your favorite three things we did with scouts and that way you'll get the feedback of what they enjoyed the most and while they're doing while I'm doing that also say is there one activity that you really did not like did you, or that you did not enjoy like the others and so that way I'm giving them the ability to give me positive and negative feedback about events and programming, and I'm making sure that it's, you know, keeping the program positive by focusing on the number of positive activities, being two or three of them, and then telling me just the one that you disliked or didn't like the most. But that way, I can get all this feedback to be able to give to DIN leaders. And to the leaders, you know, and the other leaders in the unit, like the pack committee, along with the den leaders, planning the new year. I can give that to them in May, and say, "Hey, as you're thinking about your new year, you know, the tigers really enjoyed this part of what y'all did this year. So I want you to know that as you're going into wolves, that hey, you've also got an adventure similar to that. In a theme, maybe you can take the same method of teaching you did before because they really enjoyed it. Or if it comes back." Hey, the bears really didn't like this item, and the way it, you know, maybe if you're going to Weeblo One and you've got a similar adventure similar theme adventure, you know, we'll think of, we might want to rethink how we implement that this year. And with kids, it it varies, you know. Like somebody could have just been really tired and had a bad day that day, or had something else happen that day, um, and so they just didn't have as good a time with a particular activity as their peers may have. And so when you look at that positive and negative feedback, it's a really broad scope of what we're asking. You know, we're asking about it across a whole year's worth of activities. And I want to see what's stuck in kids' minds. What was the most fun? What did they really like? What did they really not like? So that that way, when we're making our plan over the summer for the next year with the pack, that we can really think about what we do as a pack because if it turns out that there's an activity the leaders thought went well and the scouts really didn't like it well we need to look at how we as leaders consider what the scouts like you make sure that we are in tune with what they want as we're planning the the year um there's something that they really didn't like we can see whether we can change the format of it or just eliminate that event if it's a pack event um and replace it with something else that is geared toward the topics they really seem to enjoy the most. Um, you know, if they really liked the bike rodeo or they really liked, um, you know, the get outdoor game night, or if they like, you know, a very specific thing, then we can try to add more of that to the next year's calendar. So feedback and in, at the end of the year Input for beginning of the year. that's all kind of happens at the same time period. But one's looking more backward and one's looking more forward. So that's why I kind of classify them separately. Feedbacks on the previous year's activity. Inputs about what they want in the new year. It's all extremely vital. And you'll get, earn so much trust with your scouts. And open up communication with them so much by showing them that you care about what they think. And that you're just not, you're not just telling them what to do. That you're not just showing them what you want to show them but that you're listening to what they want to do what they want to hear about and you're following through on it so the other piece of this is when i take that information on the last pack meeting or last bridge or the bridging i'm going to have a class b shirt under my class a no matter what other activity or if i'm helping lead any other event before this i'm going to remove that class a when i sit down at the table i'm just going to sit down at a table be at eye level with them i don't want to be intimidating at all because Feedback and input, you know, you you hear a lot, I'm, I work in the corporate world, you hear people say, feedback is a gift. Feedback is only a gift if it's given freely, if it can be given clearly, and if it's given kindly. Because feedback is can be positive or negative in the way that it sounds coming from someone, also the way it's interpreted by the receiver the receiver. And so you can't force a group to give you feedback as a group. That's why I want to do this one-on-one, you know, not one-on-one just because they YPT, but off to the side of an event where, you know, they can come up to me one or two at a time in the group setting. And so I'm not asking in front of a group of 30 other scouts, Hey, um, you know, John Doe, what did you like about wolves this year? That's a too much pressure, Right. You're not going to get free, clear feedback because that kid's going to be intimidated talking in front of a group. Or what they say may be influenced by being in front of a group. I've got a couple of people who are cut-ups and I really like to make people laugh. And so if I do that in front of a group, they're going to, there's, what comes out of their mouth is going to be a joke, trying to get the whole group laughing. And really, I want, I want to make sure that I'm getting effective feedback. So free, clear, and kind feedback I want them to know when I ask them for this feedback, when I tell the group what we're doing is at that station. I say, "Look, you're not going to upset anyone anyone here with the feedback you give me. It's only going to be you or one other. You know, you and one other scout. When you give me this information, I want to know exactly what you think. The leaders as a group, we want to know how to make Mm -hmm. this and make scouts more fun, even more fun in the future than it already is." So, clear and free and kind feedback. It's kind because it's helping us make the program better for you for the next year. It's cl- going to be clearer from them if they're not intimidated um, by being in front of a crowd. Or crowd. You know, I want to take that Class A shirt, that leader shirt off, and say, I'm here as a parent, as another member of the, the pack here that just wants to make this fun for y'all. I don't want anybody to be intimidated by... Um, the uniform, being one of the leaders, sometimes depending on their personal history, scouts can be intimidated by speaking something that sounds negative to an authority figure, especially an adult um, that's in some form of leadership role. So I don't want that to be. So I'm going to be in just a class, a class B shirt at that point, and so sit down at eye level with them, and say, hey. In fact, well, probably what I'll do is put one a chair on either side of the table. So we can both sit down at the table and say, hey, we're sitting down together. Tell me what you think. And I know from what I've done, something similar with my den. I got some incredible feedback. And and kids are honest. They will tell you what they think if they know that they're being listened to. So I want to hear that feedback so that we can plan the year that they want. A year of safe, fun learning for fall of 2023. Going into 2024 next year, so that's what I'm going to do, suggest with my pack. I told you at the beginning what I do with my den I hope this helps some of you as you plan for the new year. Like I said, annual planning sounds intimidating, but it's not. It's just a matter of putting boxes on a calendar to say, okay, when we start in September, what am I starting with first? What am I going to do in October? Knowing that at, at the end of October I have my coverie you know, I may work on some of my outdoors-related stuff that We can complete a hike while we're out at the, at the Cub Camp, you know, things of that nature. So, that's what I got for you today. If you got any comments, um, any, any feedback and input, uh, speaking of about the podcast and about my topics, um, or if you have uh, some suggestions on how you've gathered feedback in the past that's been really effective for your den or your unit, please, please reach out to the goofy den leader at gmail.com. Or leave me a message at anchor.fm slash the Goofy Den Or on the Facebook page, The Goofy Den Leader. Look forward to hearing from you. Hope that y'all have a great weekend, a wonderful day, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Be safe. Have fun. Learn something. Bye.